0: Uh, playoffs? We'll talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? Yeah, come on. I just hope we can win a game. Come on. Dropping stats
1: over beats is the fantasy freestyle. Always coming with the heat. Yo, it's the fantasy freestyle. We got strong takes and tips. It's the fantasy freestyle. You win championships at the fantasy freestyle. Dropping stats over beats is the fantasy freestyle. Always coming with the heat. It's the fantasy freestyle. We got strong takes and tips at the fantasy freestyle. You win championships you win with that fantasy freestyle.
0: Fantasy freestyle. Oh.
1: What it is, week 15, the semi-finals, and we are dropping stats over beats. It's the Fantasy Freestyle, Rocks and Speeds. We're getting into the holiday cheer, giving you some extra cash to spend in that retail holiday that is coming up. Rocks, say what's up to the people, bad boy.
0: Yo, man, you know what we do this time of year. We give you what you need to buy those turkeys, buy those hams, make sure that when that dreidel spins... You get that gimmel. You know what I'm saying? We got the stuff for you to get that gill. We got those we got those sure. Christmas presents under that Christmas tree. We got everything that you need. Yo, Speed, we are in for most leagues, almost every solid league right now, the semifinals. It's, it, it's no tricks in 96. It's time
1: to get paid. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going to give them everything they need for sure. We're going to give them our spotlight games. We're going to give them our flagships as always. But yo, check it out. We want to start. There's big news, man. First coach, Of the year is now gone Jeff Fisher and like mercifully In my opinion the Jeff Fisher Error is over not the era E-R-A the error E-R-R-O-R How did this guy It was interesting on that sports guru That we do sometimes this guy recorded a video Be like he probably knows where the bodies are And he must have had something On Stan Kronky I don't know how He can go under 500 For so long and stay he got an Extension which was just basically like A built in severance package for him, but he is finally gone. I'm kind of interested in where the Rams would go for their next head coach. It's kind of a good job, I would think. You know, you mentioned it before when we were talking off air, rocks. They got the number one overall pick in Jared Goff. They have a the running back in Todd Gurley. They have pieces on defense. They have the media market. Do you think they go into like a hot coordinator, a guy like Shanahan, or a guy like McDaniel's, or do you try to get like the home run at a college, a guy like
0: Harbaugh? I mean, I don't, I don't see Jim Harbaugh coming from Michigan. I mean, he's been pretty clear about that. Right, right, right. he's making $9 million a year. He's got his family set up. You know, that's my five-year plan. Certainly props to him for executing what it. What about going I to TV? Know. I hear John Gruden. I hear John Gruden, your boy. See, no, no now I, your I think boy, Gruden, I think Gruden, yeah. He could y- work y- with y- a know. guy like Goff you know, Mike, uh, that might be the sort of thing that I might possibly look into. You know, uh, the Rams, I call them the failures. You know, I look at the franchise and I think think if only they had better pocket awareness, perhaps they could capitalize. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Uh, You know, I love John Gruden. Everyone loves John Gruden. What I'd say, though, is one of the things you really need to watch with the Rams is the way that the owner treats the team. Because, again, you see this a lot with baseball, too, and granted, the salary cap situation is different. You need to remember Remember, the people who own these teams, their goal overall, for the most part, is not to necessarily win games and win championships. It is to generate a profit. And, you know, Stan, Young Stanley, I call him, uh, you know, what he did by moving to Los Angeles is really greatly increased his ability to do that. However, we talked about this off-air, too. There's a condition in, uh, in the Rams' stadium proposals for L.A. that says that they need to be able to accommodate a second team. And I just wonder, if I'm a head coach, Taking that job, if I'm someone who wants to be back in the spotlight, one of those flashy names any team that comes in there, you're know, you talking about the Raiders, you're talking about the Chargers, they're going to quickly displace the Rams after the ill will that they've sowed during this failed initial campaign in the city as as basically the fan favorites. And I just wonder how that plays into a head coach's idea in being in the second biggest media market in the United States. Yeah, yeah, true enough, true enough.
1: I also don't know why they would make that move on a Monday when they have Thursday night football unless they're going to try and make some kind of move quickly. But as we have seen, the Rams are not run well as an organization at this point in time. Also, I got a junior
0: high school offense. It's
1: out to school, early. middle school. They, they, he yo, called it out. Middle up. school, middle school, for sure. Yo, check it out. Also, Rocks, a lot of people are in their playoffs, you know, not as much in this DFS environment that we have. But listen, how many times did we, Rocks, tell them that they needed to handcuff their studs, yo? If you were riding Melvin Gordon to the playoffs, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he goes down and you somehow survived that, you're screwed. You should have listened to Rocks and Speeds on the Fantasy Freestyle in terms of handcuffs. If you had Matt Forte, you're probably screwed. You know what I'm saying? Like we were saying to start to lock these guys up. And yo, now there's still these guys that are on the only like 12, 14% on. Guys like Alfred Morris, guys like Jalen Machard guys like D'Angelo Williams. People are still not listening to us. I wonder
0: who is going to get screwed in the playoffs this week. Speeds, what I got to say to you though is that this, uh, we'll talk about it a little bit more. But this is Mia Farrow kid uh, coming in and being talked San Diego. about. As a San Diego, someone who's gonna gonna maybe get the bulk of the carries, you know, he came in last week. They weren't thrilled with him in pass pro, but he, his competition for snaps is Ronnie Hillman. That's kind of a tough one. Whereas I would say that that the Bilal Powell, Bilal Powell, who's had standalone value pretty much yeah. since the beginning of the season, Bilal on and off Bilal in the right matchup. Every time he's in there and can do a little bit. The of issue everything. has been the issue has been the opportunities, yeah. and obviously that's that's the whole point of handcuffing. But if, if you had Matt Forte, Matt Forte goes down with this. Meniscus injury It's a little It's a little vague Squishy right You're now which really gonna happen been, to him He's been
1: dealing with it All season long But I think there's really No incentive to come back This Jets team Needs to try Hell I mean of I game. would
0: also say What the hell's is the incentive For Bilal Powell To play this week It's I, not I, like He's got any more incentive Yeah I guess <laughs> but, that's true but I'd say though What I'd say though Is you know Sorry sorry to dig 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 uh, uh, On oh a Jets, Jets fan But but you know For Bilal Powell uh, For Bilal Powell Though it's like He's a guy There is no reason If he was unowned Because he actually Also had standalone value. The situation was a little bit harder to predict in San Diego, but chances are that you don't have that number one waiver claim. Someone is gonna block you if you need that, and as a Melvin Gordon owner, you know, it's slightly more forgivable, but if you lose Forte right now, and Bilal, now, Bilal sitting there, you have no one to blame but yourself, and you know what? I don't even know you, fam, but I'm blaming you for that too, because me and Speeds have been beating this drum Let for the tell- last three or four weeks, at Let- least. Let me tell you something. Bilal Powell this week, Rox, went up from
1: 46 to 57% owned. That's it. He is still out there and just shy of half of leagues. Remember, handcuff your stars. We're going to tell you one more time as you head to the Fantasy Playoffs. Hey, Rox, I got to give it to you, though. Last week on the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, our gentleman's bet was in regards to Dante Moncrief, yo. And it turned out, I said, that he was not going to be that touchdown dependent, that he was actually going to get some yards. I had confidence in the creep. It turns out, not only was he go under whatever the level we set was, he got absolutely squadoosh. Forget nah. about it. Nada for us. That's what it is. And moreover, he left the game in the fourth quarter, re-aggravated a hamstring injury that he's been dealing with. I got to give it to you, Rocks. That's a gentleman's bet in your column, Young Fistful of
0: Rings. Yeah, man, you know, they call me Young. Igneous. They call me young ignorance. And you've really been, you'd, you'd put together quite a streak. It wasn't Had quite the Cowboys. Wrong. Had a little wrong. It wasn't quite the Cowboys, but you put together quite a streak. It's nice for me to get back in the win column this week. I only wonder where we may disagree as we go on with this episode. But one thing we need to remind everybody, it's not when we disagree. It's when we agree. When you can win your league and win that cash. Sure, yo, Rocks, check
1: Peace. it out. Here's what we're going to do. We actually, we have, before we get into any of the games, and as always here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, we're going to give our flagships, our game flow geniuses, those diamonds in the rough, and those fantasy fugazes. Forget about it. But first of all, check it out. We have a mailbag question that we want to get in. We have the white captain from Los Angeles. He is in the playoffs, and what has up, a. Mike? he's got a flex option question. He's got a couple of people. Listen, he's got Theo. Riddick, but uh, Theo Riddick missed a bunch of practice this week with that wrist injury and did not play last week. He's got a couple of other options for his flex spot. He wants to know if it's Willie Sneed, Dontrell Inman, or also in that game for San Diego, he was able to pick up Kenneth Farrow. Where do you like in the flex spot? This isn't a PPR league. He's in the playoffs. You gotta help out the white captain out in California.
0: What up, Mike? Uh, well, first off, you know, I mean, I, I threw shade on him already, but I'm, I'm throwing out Mia Farrow. He can't Pass Pro. Uh, I don't They'd really see. I don't really see Hillman. I actually
1: think Hillman is going to wind up being in the pass protection uh, role. And as that game evolves, they're going to just Rivers is just going to
0: be chucking. It. Yeah, man. I'm going to get into that a little bit later. Willie Seed has really been boom or bust uh, the entire season. And for me, if we're talking about a flex spot, we're not talking about a wide receiver two, a wide receiver three. What I'm looking for is a nice solid floor. I don't want the person that I make in the decision for my flex spot to be why I point angrily at my screen and say, I lost because of you. I lost because of you. And I don't think that's gonna happen with Dontrell Inman. I think in a PPR league and this is PPR setting, correctly? Correct? Yep, 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 yep. And it, you know, I, I think that Inman is a guy who's he's established a really, really nice floor. He's one of my flagships this week. I got him as a diamond nice and cheap on DFS. But beyond that, as you said, they're gonna be throwing the ball. They're gonna be behind in this game. There's not gonna really be a semblance of a running game and he's someone even without a touchdown, who can give you a nice cushion in the flex where he's not really that risky? I gotta go with inman, assuming that Riddick is out. If by some stretch Riddick is looking spry and is gonna start in that game, I think you know he's also shown a ridiculously high floor, not only just catching the ball out of the backfield but getting some rushing attempts as well. But I gotta say, it's the inman. We'll sing the song. Uh, we'll sing the song when we get to the flagships. Okay, fam?
1: Uh, for sure, for sure, for sure. You know, I, I'll take any opportunity to sing a song, and I also in that situation like the In-Man. But I do think Theo Riddick's health is the most important question when we get to that question. Yo, Rox, one more thing I want to talk to you about, yo. They came out this week. I know how much we've talked on the Fantasy Freestyle before, even going back to that Deion Sanders, Bo Jackson time of the baseball season when we were talking about the skills competition in baseball. The salad days. Have you seen that they are coming out with a skills competition at the Pro Bowl, man? They are looking, uh, there's a best hands competition there's an accurate passer competition. There's like an obstacle course relay competition. And my favorite, they are playing dodgeball. A game of dodgeball. Straight up middle school offense style. Word to Todd Gurley. How do you think about dodgeball? First of all, is that your favorite of the four? I say, obviously. Second of all, what position in the NFL do you think? Do you want guys, you want quarterbacks that'll just be able to hurl it the best? do you want what wide receivers to catch it and be agile do you want running backs or do you want like offensive linemen on your dodgeball team to act as human shields what do you think would be the best bro um and what do you, how do you think a uh, dodgeball game goes with the pro bowl i know in the past here on the fantasy freestyle you rocks have been an advocate of the skills competition before this is
0: the nfl doing something actually fun what say you um you know I- i'm gonna be debbie downer right here and this is a terrible idea uh, remember professional- I went oh, no, their ACL one time out yeah, in the sand the, in Hawaii. I think it was like in a beach volleyball game or in a Tupperware or something. It's, it's in, my, in, in my mind's eye, like you said, dodgeball, and I just, I saw Dr. James Andrews. Uh, yep. You know, like I was like, either either through throwing it or, you know, someone trying to just like catch a ball. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think they'll definitely, I'm, I'm ho- and I hope this is like second and third strings. I hope they're giving guys a chance No, to, this to, is going to be to the pro picture. bowlers. This is the I, yeah. pro bowlers. This is at Pro Bowl well, Hey, UK. The home run derby doesn't necessarily... Need to be guys that are in the all-star game i thought maybe they had taken a more expansive view what i will say though is that i I think that i'm looking at cornerbacks here as being cornerbacks i'm gonna think they can
1: catch it and then drop it and then be out
0: i will say though but i think everyone in the not everyone but almost everyone in the nfl has a be above average arm you know, like when we come to what and what nah, is this? I mean, there's you, some yo, linebackers please, that are not going to be Hold throw. on a second. Say, uh, even those dudes, though, I'm sure were the quarterback of their middle school team. Man. Shout out to middle school. It keeps coming up. But, yo, what is is there like a, a dodgeball? Is a dodgeball a volleyball? Is it like. A, no,
1: there's an official dodgeball. Those things that are also like kickballs. I think those are the official dodgeballs. And if you could dodge a wrench, you
0: can, you dodge, can dodge, a dodge a ball. ball for yo, sure, yo. Yo, Rosson's I want to see the kickers. I want to see the kickers play kickball, though kickball kickball home run derby you heard it here first this
1: is not the first time that rocks this is not the first time that rock has been lobbying for a different event in a skills competition when we come back though what we're gonna do rocks and speeds we're gonna drop stats over beats it's the fantasy freestyle on the fantasy sports radio network we are getting into week 15 it is likely your semi-final we're gonna give you that we're gonna give you some good dfs values so you could win some extra cash you might be having to do a little bit of shopping for you your fam rocks and speeds are your fam we're holding you down on the fantasy freestyle on the fantasy sports radio network (laughs) true no i want winners i want people that want to win i would rather play with 10 people and just get penalized all the way until we got to do something else. Rather than play with 11 when I know that right now that person is not sold out to be a part of this team. Cannot play with them. Cannot win with them.
0: Cannot coach with them. Can't do it. Back out of the break. You know what it is. This is the fantasy freestyle. And we're gonna go real quick around the league highlighting some of the games where we think there's gonna be some prime fantasy matchups that you can take advantage of. Jim Bob Cooter. People he are starting is to playing come around against on Jim Bob Cooter. People are starting to come around. I've been on for a while. I mean, if he's a Disney movie waiting to happen as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so, you know, basically the Detroit Lions, nine and four, the New York Giants, nine and four. There's a little bit maybe of jockeying going on here. I don't know. I mean, I don't think the Giants are going to be able to catch the Cowboys, even though they do hold that tiebreaker. But the Detroit Lions have really been looking pretty good lately as that defense has come around. How do you feel those feeds about Matt Staff and that Jim Bob Cooter offense with the glove on? the hand and the dislocated finger.
1: Yeah, I'm a little bit worried about Matthew Stafford and that dislocation with his finger. One thing you know is that Matthew Stafford is tough. He is going to play through that. He is actually garnering MVP consideration at 10-1 to 1 odds. He is the fifth choice for the NFL MVP at this point. He is going to play through it, but I think like Carr, who had like not the first game back, but the second game um, you know, in a cold situation, they are going to MetLife. That is why I think the Five points of the spread is deserved. Matthew Stafford with the arm. I'm a little bit worried how he's going to adjust to that glove. I also don't know if we're going to have Theo Riddick back or not. It looked like a fade a complete after he missed last week, but he missed a bunch of practice time this week. I'm not sure. I think he might wind up being a game time decision. And listen, this Giants defense is improving. They are seventh in defensive DVOA. That has been a lot, you know, different without Jason pierre or Paul. But here's what I think is interesting. The uh, New York Giants are actually featuring now three pretty good cornerbacks the Janoris Jenkins, who they signed, first round draft pick Eli Apple, and DRC. And, and those guys, I think, are perfectly positioned to be able to cover the uh, multifaceted attack of Jim Bob Hooter and the Detroit Lions offense. So you know, it's very interesting because Detroit has multiple weapons. You know, you got your Bolden's and your Tate, so it, it could be an interesting matchup there. On the Giants side of things, the one thing I gotta say is I am a little bit scared of Eli. Eli, through one pick, you Against the uh, Dallas Cowboys, it could have been three or four, in my opinion, and I think he has been very bad.
0: That's why I see this game. Ross, will say you in this? Big Yo, well, speed. Kind of the you know, and, and the stats really bury you out there about the Giants' offense really going into the tank. They've actually averaged the thirty-first most yards in the league over the last three weeks. That's that's bad. You want to be at the first, second, third there. Second. But, third, what, what, third. Yeah. What was what has happened though during that time? an increase in Odell Beckham having targets force-fed to him. He's actually received almost 40% of the team targets over the last three weeks, up from about a quarter. He's also been killing it at home. You know ODB likes to play to a crowd, and there will certainly be a crowd at MetLife Stadium on Sunday. Yo, I think that that alone makes him worthy of consideration in DFS, even though he is obviously a little bit... More he's the highest. He's the highest
1: wide receiver on the board, I believe, this week on FanDuel at 8600. He is the number one wide receiver on the board. But you know what? Fees. He's in my fantasy. He's in my DFS lineup, and we and talked about I'll- that on Shot Callers on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network last week. La- yesterday, I talked about that. ODB is in my lineup, so I like that call, Ross.
0: And I'll, and I'll just say that too. I mean like he is he's proven beyond a shadow of a doubt. His ability to catch the ball across the middle and then house that. Yeah. From anywhere on the field is unparalleled of the And I'm telling you, players. To be quite, honest Rocks, to be
1: quite honest, Rocks, I'm gonna tell you something. That is masking some of the problems with Eli Manning. Eli Manning is not completing balls downfield. He is very, very lucky to have Odell Beckham, who's a guy who can take a seven to ten yard slant route and then go to the house. He's real lucky. What other ones you want to spotlight here? Week 15, where are the big games, Ross?
0: Yo, speeds, I mean, it, it, it's kind of a, it's the haves versus the have-nots. It's it's the, uh, you know, maybe it's flyover country, but those in the frozen tundra, I feel, have been a little bit slept on. At seven and six speeds, does Green Bay have it in them to make a run this year? Is it even mathematically possible? It
1: is mathematically possible. and it, it actually brings me to an interesting point, Rocks. Uh, there are going to be some very, very interesting games in Week 17 shaping up, and I think the Green Bay Packers who you're referencing is going to be one of them. They stand two games back of the Lions, but as we saw in the NFC North, you know, the game we just talked about, the Lions have an interesting matchup against uh, the Giants this week. The Lions at 7-6 and six have a, uh, excuse me, the Packers at 7-6 and six have a game at Chicago that we're going to talk about. got to think they could win that. Then have Minnesota at home. Then they finish at Detroit. That Week 17 game could be a big deal in the NFC North. We have Giants, Redskins, in the NFC East. That's a huge game. And we have Titans, uh, Texans, in the AFC South. Those are all huge Week 17 games. But yes, they have been slept on.
0: So you like Green Bay in this one. But who yes. is their running back? Who is the running back in Green Bay? Speeds, I, I think even more so if you're in a season-long league, Aaron Rodgers, man. You want him for his upside, particularly in a match. Matchup up like this. It's going to be freezing cold. I mean, we're in New York City, recording live from New York City. It in currently Chicago, is it's gonna be it's 20, it's 28 day. in New York. Feels like 15. There, it's going to be zero and feels like, Jesus, I wish I watched this game on television. This game is and, and Aaron Rodgers yeah. has a tight, he's got a tight hamstring. Is he going to be able to the play the is game? Bad, is yeah. he going to be able to light it up? I don't know. I think that he has earned the benefit of the doubt. And I would say that while I would skew a away from necessarily playing him in uh, in DFS at 8,500 in any season-long league as long as you know that there's a guarantee he is going to be playing and it's a one o'clock game so that should be an easy decision for you to make you've got to trot him out there with confidence against a Chicago team that really has not been showing much on the Chicago side of things I do think that the, the freezing cold temperatures maybe shape up a little bit better for Jordan Howard to finally see a little bit of game flow working in his favor in the second half if they're able to keep it within 10.7 points at least through the end of the third quarter before Green Bay blows the doors off of them I think Jordan Howard could be a sneaky great play against a Green Bay defense that certainly has shut down the run but also I think Jordan Howard himself is proving that he's a better back than a lot of people thought he was
1: yeah 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 I mean Jordan Howard probably one of a, um, a way. Wire pickup for some and didn't get drafted in some leagues is going to be someone who's on a lot of championship teams. You were right, though. Green Bay Packers have been much better against the run than they have been against the past recently, and the Bears have Alshon Jeffrey coming back. I think this could be an opportunity for you to ride Alshon right away in DFS. You might want to get take a look at him. Hey, Rocks, where else are we going? Big matchups, spotlight games. We drop stats over beats. It's the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports radio network we have time for one more spotlight game here in week 15 as people prepare for their fantasy semi-finals we drop stats over beats where you want to go to close out week
0: 15 spotlight games yo man uh... I was pretty hungry I I, kind of like the the barbecue So I'm
1: taking us to Kansas City, man Interesting AFC game With the Tennessee Titans And the Kansas
0: City Chiefs and, And more so interesting Do you feel like the national media Has been treating the Chiefs As a three loss team? I don't think that they're really looking at them that way. The Chiefs are not, other than Tyreek Hill and his flashy-ass plays, props to Tyreek Hill for making them, but the Chiefs have flown as far under the radar as a team possibly can. They've done it by being boring, and they've done it also by, I feel, not being that great. But the Chiefs, yo,
1: look out for the Chiefs. These are two teams that have been underrated all season, and this is a playoff matchup. The Kansas City Chiefs have won 20 of their last 23 regular season games. Games and exotic Smash mouth has traveled. Marcus Mariota starting to take care of the ball. He is QB5. You would have never thought that going into this season. I believe the Tennessee Titans are actually trying to win the AFC South because I continue to fade the Houston Texans and exotic Smashmouth with Derrick Henry even back. They are going to continue to roll, uh, run the ball. This team r- ran 42 times last week. DeMarco Murray, 21 carries, 92 yards, and a t- touchdown derrick henry 12 carries 42 yards they will run the ball be who we think they are you're right though kansas city may continue to be able to manage the game
0: Yo, and know, Speeds, I, I gotta say, I gotta tip my cap right now to DeMarco Murray, who's a guy that, when that when that deal got signed, I laughed. I sat back and laughed. And when certain people in leagues I were in, uh, I, I totally reached for DeMarco Murray, I laughed. The stats do not lie. He's got over 1,100 yards on the ground, over 300 yards through the air. He's got 45 catches. He's got 12 total touchdowns. This is through 13 weeks. I mean... Did people... Is that just the effect of running a player into the ground and... Where does that, where does that, where does Derrick Henry, where does Derrick Henry factor in more so than he has earlier over those last few games? Or are they just going to keep riding DeMarco and letting Derrick Henry spell him when he needs to be spelled?
1: Listen, the, the, the original plan was for them to use Derrick Henry more and more as the season went on, but then Derrick Henry got hurt. So DeMarco Murray had to tough through that injury, and he has done a great job in doing so. Listen, another great player over the last month has been Travis Kelsey. He is the number one tight end. And over the last four weeks down the stretch a reliable tight end option there you have it we drop stats over beats We are the fantasy freestyle rocks and speeds when we come back We're gonna give you our flagship segments. Those are the game flow geniuses the diamonds in the rough and the fantasy fugazies. Forget about it rocks and speeds on the fantasy sports radio network That's a fugazi. How do you know it's a fugazi? You looked at it for two seconds. Well, it's a fake Yeah, I know what a Fugazi is. That's a Fugazi. How do you know it's a Fugazi? You looked at it for two seconds. It's a fake. Yeah, I know what a Fugazi is. Yeah, you know what it is. We dropping stats over beats. It's the Fantasy Freestyle Rocks and Speeds, getting you ready for week 15 of the NFL season. And there's actually a good chance that if you've been listening to Rocks and Speeds for the season, you are probably still live in your fantasy playoffs because we give you everything you need to win your league and win that cash. We're going to get you that DFS, and this is where you're going to really get some values. This is our flagship segment that we do here on the Fantasy Freestyle. We're going to give you our game flow Geniuses where we analyze a game or two and let you know which plays are gonna really give you the game flow to support you. Um, we're also gonna give you our diamonds in the rough. That's where we look real deep like Don the Jeweler from Lefty from Mulberry Street and we let you know if it's a real diamond in the rough, some good value associated with those FanDuel prices or we'll give you the fantasy Fugazes and those are the people forget to forget about. a hey, rocks. where you wanna go first, man? Let me open it up to you rocks how you feel about this do you feel any added pressure because it is week 15 and people are in the playoffs and people really need to get that holiday cash do you feel any pressure you're just gonna just gonna give out these winners i mean
0: there's a couple things that i never feel in this world first of all is pressure first second of all, of all is pressure second of all is guilt you and see- third of all and my heart is so cold is happiness? Nah, I'm just messing with y'all. Holiday spirit. Um, I'd like to go. I'd like to go to the diamonds. Uh, I got a couple wide receivers on the diamond tip. Uh, that that I think are really good options. One of them is uh, is a, a bottom barrel upside option, and I'm certainly not alone in recommending him. But uh, JJ Nelson. Okay. JJ Nelson, you know, it's a guy that if you just had to imagine a a football player named JJ Nelson, you would think he was probably a deep threat, maybe weighing in like 185 max. And he fits that to a T. But sometimes stereotypes can be your friend. JJ Nelson has connected a couple of times this year with Carson Palmer for deep plays down the field. The reason that he's so attractive this week and what may be lost in all of the news that he's been picked up by the Patriots is that Michael Floyd was cut by the Arizona Cardinals after a DUI this week. Yo, Aaron, uh, yo, Michael Floyd was also uh, popped for a DUI when he was at Notre Dame. Kind of strange that a Catholic will be exhibiting such behavior. But who am I to Let's not get into that
1: into the holiday season, man. the advent calendar right now. We do not want to make those
0: implications, Rocks but what I will say though is that while the Saints defense uh, they, they showed up actually last week against the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers it was the offense that let them down they've been improving it's largely been improvements against the run they've only been marginally better against the pass and now they're dealing without Kenny Vaccaro one thing I will say is that you're going to really uh, with uh, with John Brown, Smokey still having that sickle cell thing you're going to really really see some targets going the way of J.J. Nelson the only game game this year, we had more than seven targets. He went for eight catches, 79 yards, and two touchdowns. That is definitely more than you can possibly expect, but I think easily he can reach five catches and 75 yards with a good chance for a touchdown at a bottom barrel price. At a We've got to sell it before the holiday season price on FanDuel for $5,000. I think that he is a diamond in the rough.
1: I like that a lot, Rox, and here's how much I like it. First of all, J.J. Nelson only 17% owned in leagues, okay? uh, You can go out there and get him in that number two role for the Arizona Cardinals, but check this out, Rox. I am staying in that game for my first diamond with a lot of the same stuff you said against that Saints defense that is 30th in the NFL, giving up 20 points a game. Here's where I'm going for my diamond. I'm going Jermaine Gresham in that same game with everything you said. Check this out. I think that It's going to be Gresham that's actually going to get a touchdown in this game. He's a safe little floor in the last month. He has been getting six targets and or a touchdown for the last month. I think he continues that. And with the lack of Floyd and against this matchup back at home against the Saints, I like Jermaine Gresham. A lot of the same things you're talking about. You also know I always love to look at these over under totals. And this New Orleans Saints Arizona Cardinals game is an over under right now of 51 and climbing. I think there's a lot of production to be had. This is going to be a time where Drew Brees is also looking to shake off some poor performances recently, going zero touchdowns and seven interceptions in his last two games. And I think there's is going to be back and forth. Arizona's going to have to do something besides Fitzy. You like J.J. Nelson. I like Jermaine Gresham. Those are diamonds to find in the Arizona Cardinals offense. Where else you want to
0: go, Rocks? Yo, I mean, uh, I'm going a place that partially is because I really think he's going to shine bright like a diamond in the night this week. But partially also because I want to take home an unofficial and unspoken until this point gentleman's bet of... How many times can you mention the same player as a diamond or as a game flow genius? You didn't know about this bet speed. I made it with you. I put it in white text at the bottom of an email, but you agreed to it. Okay. Um, I'm going with Julian Edelman. Oh one boy, more, time. Going right one back. more time. One, one Edelman, more time. Julian Edelman back to the well. 6,400. You know, I understand completely that... Denver has been locking down opposing passing games. And I also understand that, you know, last week, him and Brady had a little bit of a sideline blow up. He got yelled at. That's nothing. But what I will say is that more so than any player in the league, week in and week out since Gronk has gone down, Julian Edelman has made up for a little bit of his lack of offside. He has had a breakout. He has had a breakout over the last couple of weeks since Gronk has been out. It looks like Brady is now turning to him and people on the outside now so, without Gronk his his and, and as 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 the as probably the best inside receiver still in the league in terms of the way the quarterback looks to him if you look at his targets per price which is not something necessarily yo shout to everybody who breaks down those metrics that i use to you know help me understand where I think that uh, the players are going to be next week, but targets per price on FanDuel I think is a really, really good metric. Julian Edelman is only 6400 this week. He's seen a huge uptick in targets over since Gronk has gone down as I said, but if you even, even look at the entire season through 13 games, he has 129 targets. If you basically give that uh, 10 a game, we'll call it roughly and it's been more lately, that's like $6,400 a on duel per target. Speeds, I did it last week. I did it again this week. I ran, a regression. Yo, you did I ran regression. a regression analysis. Woo! And I think that he
1: regression is going to
0: eyes. be a ridiculously high floor wide receiver three price with someone who could very, very easily sneak into that wide receiver two range. He's in the same range as Tyreek Hill, who I know you like this week, Terrell Pryor and Michael Thomas. I like him better than all of them because of that high floor. And for me... For me, my man, Julian Edelman, ride or die, and perhaps die, with Julian Edelman 6400 Diamond.
1: Yo, I'm shining. All right, all right. You know, listen, if you listen to Fantasy Freestyle, you know that Rox is no stranger to liking Julian Edelman. We will discuss the terms of our gentleman's bed and maybe get back at it a little bit later on. But check it out, Rox. Um we can make that bet we can make a bet what do you think is going to happen with the new england patriots and julian edelman
0: i see julian edelman this week uh 6400 on the fan duel i like him to wind up with at least 13.5 points on the fan duel that's half point ppr right that's half point PPR. So for him, that's a little bit of a tougher mark to reach. Mm, nah, make it 15. Uh, you like your boy Tyree Kill. You're going to talk about him in a second. Maybe you think Tyree Kill, same price. You think Tyree Kill going to have a better game? They're the same price. Tyreek they're, they're Hill both, and Julian they Edelman both, they're both 6,400 to 6,500. Tyree Kill may actually be slightly more expensive. Or, right, I'll give you Tyree Kill. All right, I'm, I'll take Tyree Kill. You'll take your boy Julian
1: Edelman here in week 15. That's a gentleman's bet.
0: Holla, clap on it.
1: Yo, check it out, Rocks. Another wide receiver that I think is an actual diamond in the rough that I want to give him here. This is Speeds, the spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Sammy Watkins, yo. Check this out. They are playing the Cleveland Browns and that horrible defense. Browns defense 32nd in the league in DVOA, 31st in the NFL. They give up 396 yards a game. They give up 28.8 points a game. And check this out. Here's my theory. Sammy Watkins now actually has a stretch coming back from injury where he has played in three games in a row, and he has gotten an increase in his snaps for the three games in a row. He's coming out and he is again practiced. He practiced this week, gotten limited sessions into full sessions. He's going to play, and against this Browns defense, here's the other thing. You've been hearing reports the last couple of weeks that the Buffalo Bills are not necessarily certain about Tyrod Taylor. After this season. This is a game where Tyrod Taylor and Rex Ryan for that matter need to pad their stats and pad that resume and that looks good to me for Sammy Watkins going deep over the top. I think there will be a shot for Sammy Watkins as the Buffalo Bills look to put a stamp on their quality season and maybe maintain themselves as a contender with the loss of Tannehill with the schedule of the Denver Broncos. The Buffalo Bills are still technically in it and I think this is where they roll at home against the Cleveland Browns. And I think Sammy Watkins could be in line for some production. I know you might be scared of him because of this injury history, but I like to roll him out this week. Production for Sammy Watkins. He's a diamond for week 15. Also, your boy Tyree Kill that you wanted to mention. You wanted to goat me into a live gentleman's bet. That's okay. I see how you want to build your streak. Yes, I like to kill in this matchup at home against the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans are 30th in the NFL against the pass. And what's most notable is that it is actually the number two cornerback for the Tennessee Titans that has actually been getting burned. Second options on the opposing team from Tennessee have been doing it. This is where the return of Jeremy Macklin, even though he only caught one ball, I think he still positions himself as the outside receiver. Tyreek Hill is the Person, the Chiefs have been trying to feature and get the ball to, and not for nothing,
0: he will also be a threat in the special teams game, as you've taking seen. Taking it back, taking, taking it, it, back, it back to those is... old days of where where dynamite talents would house kick and punt returns. I so, like that. So if you like that so much, you should not made that
1: gentleman's bet. But that is my next game flow genius. Hey, rocks. Where are we going for
0: your game flow geniuses, huh? Yo, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with the uh, with the same game you were talking about that Buffalo game, uh, that Buffalo game. Basically, we're attacking the Browns. You know, for me, this is the same recipe that I hit on last week with success with Jeremy Hill running back versus the Browns. This week, Buffalo's at home, as you said. You know, beyond Buffalo fighting for a potential spot in the playoffs if everything breaks absolutely right, this is Rex fighting for his job. You know, he's fighting for his job, and you know this might be the last stop for Rex after flaming out, you know, in New York and then flaming out again in New York, but slightly more upstate. And they're playing a Browns team that just, their blunt guts trash is a term I use often. RG3, he's not an NFL starter. They're playing, the Browns are playing not for potentially a playoff spot, not for respectability, not for anyone's job. They're playing for the number one pick. They have no upside in winning the game. Buffalo, on one hand, runs the third most in the league in terms of percentage. Is going to be Bad weather. We've talked about that horrible Cleveland defense. Buffalo, they're tied for the league lead at home with 3.7 offensive touchdowns at home. And on the other side so of the ball. So who do you like?
1: No, no. Who do you like? Who is your game flow
0: genius then? We're talking about that game, but who's your game flow genius? It ain't Tyrod Taylor. It's your boy, LaShawn McCoy. There For 9,000. It's hard. I was trying to make the case first and kind of bury the lead with that 9,000 thousand dollar price he's worth tag. you think he's worth that price tag this week week fifteen I think he is I think you 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 know I, I was trying to make the case first yo against the Browns' defense. Even teams that are not nearly as run-heavy as the Bills, they're running basically two-thirds of the time in the fourth quarter against them. I really, really think that there's no way McCoy does not see at least high teens to low 20s in carries, particularly in the second half. Again, we go for floor as much as we do for ceiling. I don't see any way he flops. He actually has double-digit points in every single game this year on fan Duell. He's what I like to combine. It's a very, very high floor with that astronomical ceiling. You've seen him score three touchdowns in a game this year. You've seen him have a couple of those 50, 60 plus yard touchdown scampers. I think, though, the thing that's going to put him over the top, even if he's shut out a little bit in the first half from the end zone, is those second half carries, and that's why he is LeSean McCoy, that's the key he here, the game flow genius even at 9,000 000, which is expensive. It is. But hey, we, is, just, is we just we just got our bonuses. You Check it out. It is expensive. If you got your
1: bonuses, maybe you can spend up. I'm going to give them uh you know, I'm going to give them a couple uh game flow geniuses. I'm going to give them a bonus game flow geniuses because I want to give them a couple of cheaper options at running back. First of all, I really like Devontae Freeman. Devontae Freeman at 7700 against that historically bad San Francisco 49ers defense that will be traveling west to east. I actually think that Julio Jones If he does play, might be a decoy. They might rely all the more in the dome on Devontae Freeman against that bad San Francisco run defense. He has been getting into the end zone, and he is not allergic to huge games. And at 7,700, I think he is worth it at slightly less money than some of the guys you are saying. The other, however, my last game flow genius, my actual game flow genius, is Lamar Miller, and this is your boy at 7,200 for the Houston Texans. The thing is. you have to fade Brock Osweiler. Brock Osweiler, even last week, 147 yards. He's throwing interceptions. I have no idea how the Houston Texans are 7-6, and six, but in this matchup at home with the division, with the bottom of the division, with the Jacksonville Jaguars, what the one thing that the Texans have been doing is going to Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller had 21 carries for 170 yards. He did get into the end zone, and he has been getting uh, over 20 carries again for the like two of the last three games I think three of the last four games they are going back to him I think this team realizes that Brock Osweiler is not their ticket to the playoffs and they're going to go back to Lamar Miller and against this Jacksonville team which is 23rd against the run Lamar Miller for 7200 I think the game flow supports the Houston Texans running the ball and trying to have Lamar Miller win them this game thus the game flow genius for speeds the spitting statistician and Week 15.
0: Yo, Speeds, I really like that, and, you know, Miller has really... With the higher workflow, it looked good. The only thing that I worry about, he's missed occasionally chunks of games. But, you know, we'll see how that is. Hopefully he can get over those myriad injuries being banged up a bit. Uh, my second game flow genius guy I talked about at the top of the show. I'm just going to say real quick, Dontrell Inman, $5,500, good floor play, solid PPR option. He's going to hook up the white captain this week. And I think also the thing is, is that Oakland's going to get right after a letdown clunker last week. They're going to put up some points against that single. San Diego defense are gonna be throwing in the second half on the San Diego side. You're gonna see Phillip Rivers to Dontrell Inman, and he does have speed's the best song in the league. We'll
1: That's where all our It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia people out there Rocks, the one thing we still have to do Is tell them who they need to forget about As they go to their semifinals, okay? If you are listening to us You've been holding you down for a while We drop stats over beats It's the Fantasy Freestyle Check it out, yo We gotta give them our Fantasy fugazes And Rocks, I know that this person Has probably led many teams To the Fantasy Playoffs But I'm telling you right now Wow. I am very, very nervous about my first fantasy Fugazi. This is the guy who was second in the NFL with 1,203 receiving yards. This is wide receiver five. This is T.Y. Hilton. He is my Fugazi for week 15, and here's why, Rocks. Listen, the Dante Moncrief injury, you think that would help T.Y. Hilton? No, no, no. That makes T.Y. Hilton first, second, and maybe third option for Andrew Luck in the passing game. And when you have our boy, when they make the trip to Minnesota, they have our boy Xavier Bum. Bumpy Bum. Rose Bum. covering him. He has taken away elite receivers before. And to be honest, this Minnesota defense at home is much stronger, playing for the Pirate Mike Zimmer as their coach. Yo, the other thing, I want to tip my here to Terrence Newman at the age of 38 on the other side of the ball is also playing very well. So they have options here. They can, they at times can see Newman straight up on a guy like Philip Dorsett because Moncrief is not playing. And then even roll coverage to T.Y. Hilton. I am worried also about the Minnesota pass rush. Getting to Andrew Luck in this one who has been banged up a lot. In all said and done, I don't think the Colts put up, you know, 30 Points in this one, I think they only make about 14 points. You gotta hope T.Y. Hilton gets in the end zone, and against this Minnesota defense, it could be hard. That's why I know you gotta roll him out in your season-long league because he's one of the guys who got you there. And you hope he is what you thought he was.
0: But for me, this week, T.Y. Hilton, Fugazi, forget about him. Yo, Speeds, and I hear everything you just said there. And I'm going to put another guy out there as a fantasy fugazi this week who put a lot of teams on his back and got them to that promised land, including the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm talking about Zeke Elliott. At 8,500 on Fan Duel. I just have a bad feeling. Yo, the Bucks defense, the narrative, it was written, no Nas, uh, it was written that they were a terrible defense. They were hemorrhaging points. They were a disaster. The laughable Rams team we talked about earlier put up 37 points on them, yo, but they have greatly improved. They're only allowing 12.8 points over the last five games. They're completely shutting down the passing game, and I understand, yeah, you're like Ezekiel Elliott is a running back, but yo, Zach Prescott is hitting the rookie wall right now. Defense are starting to figure him out. He's starting to make costly mistakes, and I think that you're going to watch this Tampa Bay defense focus on shutting down the passing game, and I do not think that Zeke is going to be able to make up for it. You're going to see three yards and a cloud of dust, which is going to be cool in the first half, but in the second half, when Dallas is trailing in this game against a decent Tampa Bay team, an underrated Tampa Bay team, you are going to see him getting stopped. You're not going to see those chunk games. You're not going to see him getting into the end zone. And maybe it's a hunch more than anything, but Zeke has been a little bit, not a lot, and you know, most running backs would kill for these stats, but he's been a little bit worse in the last five games than he was in the first eight. And maybe that's partially because of that big workload that the Cowboys have put on his shoulders. And maybe, just maybe, the Cowboys will take a look at that playoff picture playing in that late game on Sunday and say maybe also, hey, we don't need to ride this guy for 20, 25 carries. I don't know. At 8,500, I do not think he's returning anything close to value. A lot of people would say, you crazy to say that, but yo, you know what, fam? I am crazy. Ezekiel Elliott, Fugazi. Forget about him.
1: Hey, Rocks, it's really important that you give him not one but two fantasy Fugazis. Let's go back-to-back with you, Rocks. Who else are you having to avoid here Critical Week 15?
0: Yo, you telling me Julian Edelman is $6,400 and Kelvin Benjamin is $6,600? What sort of world is you living in,
1: fam? my Fugazi last week. I told you they have been very down on him and he has not delivered. You're going to ride the coattails, you think, back to back, huh? Kelvin Benjamin, Fugazi, why you don't like him this week?
0: I, don't, I mean, I, I do not like him ever, but just just it just it, again, we talked about another people. I know you like Tyreek Hill. You've also got Terrell Pryor, Michael Thomas. Those are both guys that I'd rather start in that wide receiver three price range, and Washington's a great matchup on paper to the passing game, and I guess that's why you saw his price go up this week, but Kel, nah, man. He's only finishing in the wide receiver three range in Daily Fantasy on a good week, and he's busting worse than that normally. The ex-teammate, John, Norman should lock him down and probably have some words for him, too. I bet they're going to bet it's going to be chippy, real chippy with that Washington football team. Cam Newton has been a complete mess. I think if they're going to succeed in this game in the Carolina passing, it's going to be targets funneled to Greg Olsen, G-Reg, 8th floor crew. Um... Washington is just terrible against the tight end. You know Olsen's gonna lock him down. Don't like Kelvin Benjamin. You hear the you hear a Riverboat Ron. The riverboat is sinking. He's taking the ship down with him. He's also taking the young wide receiver down with him. Hate Kelvin Benjamin this week. There's many many better options in that same price range, including some who are three four five hundred dollars cheaper. Fugazi, forget about him, man. Forget yeah. about him. Rocks, it's gonna be
1: cold in Carolina. Rox is representing a back to back call on Kelvin Benjamin. I'm doing the same thing with my last Fugazi, and that is Jerry. Jeremy Hill, I have been down on him for a long time, Rox. You were right on him last week as well. He broke out with 25 carries, 111 yards, and he got in the end zone. However, that was against the Cleveland Browns. This week, against the Pittsburgh Steelers at home, I think it is going to be much different. You are not going to want to pay for the points for Jeremy Hill, because as Rox says, when you chase the points, the points start running. This week, he also may in fact have the return of A.J. Green, and that would obviously change the uh, juxtapositions of this offense and what I think will be a much diff- different game when you are not running out the clock against the Cleveland Browns. You're going to see more of, believe it or not, Rex Burkhead in this game than Jeremy Hill. Jeremy Hill, in my opinion, week 15, Fugazi, forget, forget about it. Him. Him. There you have it, your week 15 rocks and speed. We're dropping stats over beats. We don't make errors like Jeff Fisher and the Los Angeles Rams. You can catch us on Twitter, Fantasy Freestyle. Give us a follow, no E, because we make Make no errors. You could also catch us live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network on Saturday. If you can catch us on the audio boom, that Stitcher, that Google Play. Download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. This way, you can always check out Fantasy Freestyle. You could also subscribe to us on iTunes. This way, you always know you get rocks and speeds dropping stats over beats. It's the Fantasy Freestyle week 15 on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Say goodbye to the people, rocks. Yo,
0: good luck this week. You got this far we think you're gonna make it to the promised land happy holidays merry christmas happy hanukkah happy kwanzaa whatever you celebrate we got you and yo i want to hear from you after this week about how we told you helped you win your league and win that cash peace now let us know when you
1: light those candles on the menorah and then come back next week when you're in the finals peace peace peace
0: they call me young menorah young saddam and gomorrah hello play to win the game you
1: don't play to just play it